Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with my beloved wife, who I'm very sad to be leaving shortly after this Again. episode, Lisa Bilyeu. What's up, homie? What's up? And bless you, you've just shot two episodes today, and then Literally. you were about to make your food, and I was like, what are you doing? We're, yep. We have to shoot. Indeed. Good old relationship theory. Good old relationship theory. And speaking of which, to everybody that was at the event that I just did, Powerful You, that came up and said that you love relationship theory mm. and that it's impacted your relationships in a positive way. That was rad. That yeah. was so rad. You would have been a freak for it because your nonstop campaign to keep the show going, like at that event, which may or may not be representative of our entire user base, but... Let me tell you, homie, it had some fans at Powerful That's You. That's amazing. And so for people at home as well, like, yeah, it's not that you don't want to do it. It's that you have so much on your plate. But I have um, been a little bullish in yeah. um, saying that. Because like, it, I really do feel like we're making a difference. And all these things that we had to learn over the last 16 years, like if there's certain things that we... The can, first years we weren't learning. First, <laughs> very funny. Actually, that's no, true. First 18. I was thinking of marriage, to be honest. Um, and, um, yeah, I just, I feel like we have navigated things and because we have been relentless in finding the right answer, we stumbled, but we've, um, I felt like we've kind of found our um, answers when we're looking for them, but we do push. Right. Um, and so, yeah, you, I just hear of a lot of relationships where people think certain things aren't possible. And I love to give people the hope that it is. It's just mm. not easy and you have to work through it. Let's dive into so them topics let's then. Let's dive in. Okay, so I actually haven't read the questions yet, okay. but I've been told that this is all based on what's going on in our real life right now, which is the fact that me and you don't really get to spend much time together. Okay. So these questions are revolve around that. So I Interesting. Thought, yeah, I okay. Like that. All right, so first question is from Corey Hyben. I've been neglecting my marriage for far too long because I was putting my time and energy into my work and regretfully let the dust settle. The signs were there and quite honestly, I was too wrapped up in myself to make the necessary changes to put our marriage back to being my number one priority, where it should have been all along. It takes, uh, I take 100% responsibility for my failure as a husband and now I feel as if it might be too late. At this point, she told me that she doesn't think we should be together and wants to get a divorce. I didn't really know what to say or do at this point and was sort of just sitting there in complete confusion as to where I went wrong or how I missed the signs. I asked if it was something she was willing to at least talk about or work through and the answer I received was, this is a decision, not a discussion. Deep down, I knew we had our issues the same as any marriage relationship, but to me, they always felt like small matters that we could work through. I have a strong growth mindset, and now that I have the capability 
the capacity to change. Um, at no point did I think divorce was even an option, yet here I am. I am obviously hurt and grieving over the entire situation, but we have managed to maintain a respectful f relationship and cordial over the past few days. I would give anything to make this work, but I'm not sure I have any say in that anymore. I am, I am too late or is there something, sorry, am I too late or is there something I can do to save my marriage? Do I fight or do I let her have her time and hope she opens her heart and mind to a conversation? I know I'm capable of moving on, but it's not what I want to do. Wow, that's, um, that's heavy and I definitely feel his pain in all of this. Um, at the end of the day, it takes two to tango, so any chance he has of there being a chance is gonna come around to what he would need to do to get her to come back to the table. So maybe that's a grand gesture, or maybe that completely turns her off and you know seems like too little too late. Uh, maybe it's time and you know she comes back to it of her own accord, or maybe truly it's just there's nothing left to do. But if it were you and I, I would for sure do some, I would do everything I could think of, to be quite frank. Like I would do a little bit of everything. From first I would try a grand gesture, I would try things that are probably terrible, uh, reach out to your family, like, you know, get them to, you know, ask like for that face-to-face -face time so that he gets a chance to really own it and show that he fully understands it. But if she just is not willing to come back to the table, then there's nothing to be done. It's not like he can do it by himself. Yeah, I mean, God, it really sounds like there's something very deep here. When you're saying this is a decision, not a discussion, like there seems like there's hurt there. I'm uh, be yeah, I would say for sure. Um, and so I think he, what I would do is really dig deep and go, okay, what is the hurt here? Like, no BS, like, lay it on the table. What shitty things has he potentially done to hurt her or something? And lay it out on the table. And then the first thing I would do is admit it. And I would say to her, like, look, I actually understand why. You, if I'm making a lot of assumptions with this, sure, but let's sure. assume. Um, look, I, I actually totally understand why we have gotten to this point because I realize that I've hurt you X, Y, and Z. I've recognized that and I hope you see that in me recognizing it, it means I want to change it. And you can't take my word for it now because some people, and you've never done this, but in my past relationship before you, it was like, you say anything you can in that moment to make the person forgive you. So my ex used to say all these things, it's never gonna happen again, I'm so sorry, I love you, you mean everything. Like all these words were said, but the moment something happened and you're in a position where you can either prove that you mean it or not prove it, every time it fell apart and he would become verbally abusive and just a total asshole. And so I, I personally got caught in the trap of believing it, but over time I realized like he doesn't actually mean it. So I think that's the big first step. It's like actually show that you mean it in moments where like if you need your space, I'm gonna give you your space, but I want you to know I I am going to work on this relationship and I'm, you know, um, hell-bent on proving to you that I can change as a human, that I do recognize I've messed up time and time and time again. And I don't expect you to believe these words that I'm saying. I just will show you over time and I'm not gonna give up on you. Like I've actually thought about this, like what things would resonate with me if 
for whatever reason, you tr- um, we split up, and I can't really think of why we'd ever split up unless you cheated on me or hit me, and those two things to me are absolutely deal breakers. Um, but let's say we're in a scenario, I've actually thought, what would work on me? And it would be like, don't even try to use words. Like, I'm going to show you. In everything that I do, I'm going to show you that I, I'm willing to work on but it. But what would those things be? To show me? Yeah. Um, it would be... Things like, for instance, you've really surprised me these last few weeks, and I yeah. didn't think that you could really surprise yeah. me. Yeah, you know what I'm about to say. Oh, yeah. You've surprised me because you've been so aware of the fact that we haven't spent much time together. Mm. And we've spoken this very publicly on our podcast that we've taken it upon ourselves to recognize your behaviors and my behaviors and know that you don't mean to but you're really bad at recognizing when you haven't spent time together and i'm really good at it so instead of me testing you i've just taken on that role and Mm. i've embraced it and i actually don't take it as a personality thing like or that you don't love me like i've just embraced it and that's that but these last couple of weeks you've been like surprisingly attentive and noticeable about it um and that I really am trying to actually navigate how that makes me feel. Interesting. Yeah. Like it potentially not a good feel? No. Here's the thing. It's so amazing, but I don't ever want to take it for granted. Sure. It's like when I say um, acts of service is a nice little sign on the day-to-day that I mean something to you. So you put the kettle on for me every morning. And I sadly have gotten to a point where I've realized I've stopped thanking you. And that's terrible. It is not good, right? But it's not good for multiple things. It's not good because I'm not teaching you in a sense that like, hey, you should keep doing it because you're still getting the reward. Now it's become an expectation, which isn't a nice thing to happen. That doesn't make you feel good about the fact that you boiled the kettle for me. Now it's like a job for you, which I don't like that. Um, And um, so I don't want this to become an expectation. Um, So it means so much to me that you've recognized it and you're the one reaching out saying, hey, babe, we should skip the gym. Let's spend tomorrow morning together. Or like, I'm going to stay up late so that me and you can hang out. Like that, You don't ever do that. And it means so much to me that I, I'm worried. I don't want to take it for granted at all. So that's why I'm kind of like trying to figure out how I feel about it. Because it's so nice, but I don't want to take it for granted. That's good. Yeah, don't take it for granted because then it's less likely to occur to me next time because there's no reward that I'm subconsciously Mm -hmm. moving towards. But if I'm honest, like I'm not doing it right now for any sort of emotional reward. It literally is. It's all over my radar. Like I said to you this morning, we're in just a brief moment right now and this like do you know how arrogant this makes me feel about being good at relationships (laughs) because (laughs) i know right now we're playing a dangerous game with how busy we've gotten Mm. but that we're sitting down together and we're talking about it which is how you keep it from being like a Mm. hurt feeling or quite frankly that it really then does become a problem so that i can say like hey we're, we're playing a dangerous game let's have it both on our radars right now now that you're going out and speaking more networking and stuff more now you're also starting to be gone so it's like being able to just acknowledge it so that we can navigate because and here here is do you know the real thing that makes me feel arrogant about being good at relationships you really are my number one priority and it's like it it just isn't a conflict and so when i think about there are two scenarios before me 
I'm, you know, I don't think deathbed, but I'll use those words so other people get um, what I mean. If I was on my deathbed and I thought, man, the company really could have been something special, but I prioritize my marriage, I, I'll be like, well, that's fucking dope. And you had the greatest marriage, like of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it gives me so much more than anything else in my life that it's just not a hard decision. Whereas if I was on my deathbed and I was like, wow, look at this amazing company you built. It's too bad you had to sacrifice your marriage for it. I'd be like, the sad music plays, the, you know, the audience is you know, in tears because I made the wrong decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I don't feel that with like kids. I know what I'm gonna think on my deathbed. On my deathbed, I'll be like, I really wish I had had kids. Like, that would be so amazing right now to be surrounded by people that I love. But it's so easy to recognize, but that doesn't play during any other period of my life. Whereas you, the desire to have a powerful relationship with you is meaningful, has been meaningful to me every step of my life from the day that I met you. And that's like, that's what I want people to understand when I talk about kids. On my deathbed, I will regret not having kids. But right now I'm fucking ecstatic about it. Mm-hmm. On my deathbed, I would regret not prioritizing you. And right now it's clear that I need to prioritize you, which is why I can pull you aside and be like, hey, we're playing a dangerous game because right now, even though you are my priority, there hours come into it. And so we have to like both sit down and look at something's got to get cut. And I'm so unconflicted about cutting something. And that's why when I said that to you, I was like, next week when we're both back together, we're going to have to take some nights um, and some mornings and just say some amount of work isn't going to get done. And that just is what the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. And that's why like when people look at me and they think, oh, like he's the grind it out guy. It's like, no, you fundamentally misunderstood. But even that's fairly new though to you. Like this whole thing over these last few weeks is still new. Sort of. It's, it's interesting how because the way that I'm acting now lines up with how you act, that for you it feels like something is different. Yeah, it does. Whereas it for me, so this weird. is so consistent with who I've been since the beginning of time. It's just remember, I have a different threshold moment for wow. where I'm internally feeling it. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is I can't always remember to feel it when you're or to think of it when I know you're feeling feeling it it. yeah but when I feel it I'm always going to react the same way so are you feeling it now and I actually meant to ask you if that act is doing it for me or for you I'm I'm being super vocal about like hey we need to protect it for you so you know what I'm what Mm. how I feel about it because I know that one simple word or sitting you down for a minute and talking about it will be so meaningful to you but the reality is that that's exactly what I'm feeling. So I don't think that it, it has the, the same kind of like emotional burn. I don't quite, it's hard for me to put words around what you feel, but when you're feeling it, there's um, like this real need, like you, you will physically come and like grab me and yeah, hold me. Yeah. And my thing is like, my life has stopped being as bright and joyful. And so I'm like, I want that brightness and that joyfulness back. And part of it is definitely that everything I do, I do for you, right? Just to quote the fucking song. So it's like, I wouldn't care to be as ambitious as I am if I didn't have you to impress. I mean, and maybe that shouldn't be the case, but it fucking is the case. And so it's like 
everything that I do, some part of me is like, is she watching? Is she watching? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. is she proud? Um, and But I love that, right? Yeah. And You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions. And I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing. And a big part of that strict diet is high-quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off, and that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com impact and use code impact to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get 
get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. Like, if I were uh, dangerous enough, I would let myself be emotional about that right now because it would fucking spin me out of control because, like, that's how much that really is a thing for me. But the reality is, even on your deathbed, and this is where, like, we've spoken a lot about, if you're on your deathbed and you prioritize me and you so you had to let, let's say, the business go and you couldn't build your studio. Mm. Um, and imagine, our studio. Our yeah. studio. But imagine, like, this is as big as we're ever going to get. Mm-hmm. Let's just put that out there. Okay. On your deathbed, because you've given up the rest of your time to me, on your deathbed, I, like, we've spoken about that you would become slowly resentful. Yeah, I mean, welcome to the complexities. So that's why I want to, yeah, so like, I want to address the reality You could of, never ask me to not go after it. But here's the thing. Any asshole in my position that can't see that like we we live on that like just to the good side of it's now a problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like I do everything and you let me do everything up to like this very generous point of like where anybody else might say I'm just not into this entrepreneur bullshit like yeah, you've got this mission to build a studio, but fuck it. Like, I need, you know, Wednesday nights and a glass of wine, right? So you never do that. So it's like, when it starts to encroach, even on the little bit of time that we're like, this is fucking sacred. This is where we need to, you know, really connect as a couple and all that. Like, only a moron continues to push it. Mm. So it's like, I'm just not willing to be that guy. And on top of that, like, I start going, like, the relationship is the thing I want to protect, not because the world tells me I need to, not because I'm trying to impress anybody. It is because you bring me joy. It is because you make me feel like you're number one. It is because you are worth every fucking sacrifice I have ever made for you and will ever make for you. Like, it's just, it's so emotionally self-evident to me to protect that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, and, and I, yeah. I was gonna say, I just think that that also applies, like it doesn't have to be an entrepreneurship, right? People that are listening, not everybody, um, wants to be like run their own business it can be a hobby or like so-and-so hangs out with his like friends like or play video games or like if there was something even if it wasn't business related that you really wanted to do that I saw brought you joy and happiness I would want to support you 100% like even if it was video games yep. right it's like if it makes you happy like I'm not going to put judgment on you and I think that that's where a lot of couples get caught up is that because they don't like it or they can't, can't relate, it's seen as a waste of time. It's time that you could be spending with me, but instead you're playing video games. Right. Instead of what we do is try to enjoy each other's hobbies or engage with each other on it. Um, and when you're together, be together. Yeah. Like, we don't really shop anymore, but when we used to go shopping, it was like, we hit that turning point. I don't know, it was relatively early but it was like if you're gonna go shopping don't piss and moan go shopping and so i would start picking you out clothes Mm -hmm. and i would get excited and try to find things that i thought you would like and then that made you feel really good 
Um, or I would try something on and I would see the response of the glee right. in your eye. So it made me feel good, like finding things like that. Yeah, exactly. And so by really engaging with each other, it's like you really can do a lot with your life and still have a deeply engaged and deeply meaningful relationship. Now, we admittedly have done one thing that not every couple is going to be able to do. And it scares me to think that, you know, some couples are in that situation. We work together. What would you do if we didn't? Yeah. Because we've obviously I wouldn't spoken. be able to work as many hours. So I remember, sure. really. For sure. Do you remember when we were at Quest and I was running the shipping department? So this was early on, the first couple of years. And your side of the office, you were running like marketing and all of that. Your side of, and sales. Um, do you remember where you guys had gotten so big on your side that it was like, we may have to split up. You have the offices yeah. and then you have the shipping. And we, at this point, I'd gone from a housewife to then building the shipping department with 40 people, you know, $80 million of inventory. And you, like, I was so proud, like, I'm here. And then you were like, yeah, we're moving, but you may stay there. And I remember talking to you, being like, I love what I do. I love feeling like I'm bringing value. I've built this, like, with nothing from my living room floor. And here we are. But the truth is... If I'm not feeling like we're growing together and we're building this together, I don't think I would love it as much. Right. And so we really had that heart to heart of what we're going to do. Because you were the same. You're like, you're coming with me. So we're like, how are we going to do it? And yeah, it's like if we, when we uh, begin taking this bitch over and this place is, you know, 10 times the size, mm -hmm. I think we'd have to have like the same office. Yeah. Just so that we're overhearing the same things were physically like there is something about just seeing you all the time yeah. and that that nourishes me maybe more than it nourishes you but like even just you seeing think? you yeah you've told me like for you working doesn't have the same effect of you know just hanging out and while for me it's not the same for sure but it's it's close yeah and I think it's funny I was about to write a post of this I'm gonna put out in the next couple of weeks um your social game on point. Thank I'm just going to tell you that right now. Thank you. I've got stories and that's kind oh, of where so I just line up my stories on when I'm going to say something. Sorry, I do um, this, no, 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 this story um, was when we were at... So I love sitting on your lap. Mm -hmm. For people that may not know, yes, I'm very affectionate. I love sitting on your lap. Um, you carry me sometimes, usually when my feet hurt. But you'll give me piggybacks. Like, we're very affectionate like that. Um, and I remember when someone complained at Quest, an employee who was already disgruntled, so this is probably where the, the complaint came from, mm. but basically saying that I kicked them out of my office so I could make out with you. And I was that, like, that, what? Yeah, that was a wind-up because that's bullshit. Yeah, that is absolute bullshit. But I was like, that's so crazy. Like, why would I ever do that? Kick someone out, obviously I can make out with you at home, but I am affectionate with you. Mm. And I remember when that story, when somebody had complained, I was like, well, I know this isn't true, but now I'm paranoid. And I remember coming into your office and I wouldn't even like touch your hand. Mm. And that was really difficult for me because I'm so affectionate. And even now here, like I try to make sure that I'm not overly affectionate with you. Yeah, but that's I think right why, move, But, but that that's why I think I find sense. it hard. Because when I see you, I have this thing in my head that is like, oh, you're closer than a meter. I mean, I don't actually think specifically. But, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I, my natural inclination is to come and sit on your lap. Mm. My natural inclination is to kiss the back of your neck. And I have to think twice about it. So I think that to me it is different. 
because I have that little like gear in my head. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I'm more like I do. I actually don't like showing affection in a work setting. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like there's any script running in my head. It's just like they're two totally different zones mm. for me. Yeah, but going back to the question though, what would you do then if we didn't work together? Because I, think, like you said, majority of people don't. Um, I don't think it means you can't have a close relationship. No, but I wouldn't be able to work as many hours. That's just there's just no two ways about it. You wouldn't be able to work as many hours, and I think for me, I would need to have time to like almost have a bit of an agenda. Like, okay, I want to talk about like growth. Day. Like, how are you feeling? How was your week? What oh, did God, you that nuts. Yeah, and look, it wouldn't be so strategic, like questioning. But I think that the biggest thing for me has been you seeing me grow, and I think that's and me seeing you grow. Like, I've seen you change over this last eighteen years, and you've got couples. I haven't noticed it with you. <laughs> Have you changed? Grown a bit? Laptop at you. But do you know what I mean? Like you. You've got so many people that are in that situation where they don't work with their partners. And if you're with somebody long, for a long time, you hope that you change and right. grow. Like, I never want to be the same. So I hate that phrase where people are like, you're not the same person I married. Like, bloody hope not you're not the same person I married. Mm. I hope you have changed and grown. I think I worked this hard to stay the same. Right, yeah. Who says that? Jay-Z. Jay-Z, yeah. So how would you make sure that we have a close relationship and that we are continuously talking about us changing and evolving? Um, well, it's interesting. Uh, I wouldn't. That's the honest answer. And that would definitely be the torch you'd have to bear. That's very much the kind of thing that you're good at thinking through. But the one thing that would be fun in all of that is it would be much easier to ask you like our... Um, vacation questions mm. because that like now I feel like we I already know what you're working on I know the dynamic between you and everybody that you work with you know so there's no mystery there whereas if that you could do a sense of discovery around like the people you work with what's going well what's not going well like that would be fun for mm. me but just like the the like more regimented what are your objectives? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I do that all the time with work. Yeah. So to then come home and do that with my wife would be less enjoyable. Well, before we started Quest, though, so for that eight years that you were running, you know, building the tech company, you came home and you never wanted to talk about work. Ever. Because you were miserable at work. Entirely. So our dynamic was very different. It was very frustrating for you. I was a mopey bitch. So how would you change it that, now? Because I really well, want to put myself in what I would do now in hindsight, because I think a lot of people probably still deal with this. You hate your job, you come home, or maybe you don't even hate your job, you Here's just the don't thing, want to like, talk about it because it's yeah, like, but like doing it. If I could go back in time, in fact, anybody listening right now, if you're in this situation and you hate your job, you, you cannot come home and be a misery, you can't. And that's what I was doing. And that's why I'm so grateful that you were like, this is now affecting our marriage. And normally when I tell that part, it sounds like it's just in reference to how much time I was working, but it was how much time I was working and how unhappy I was. And you just, you can't, like I would never let myself get unhappy like that again. I just know how to mess with my neurochemistry. So one, I would come home, I would flip a switch and I would make sure that the time that we had together was joyful and fun and I would shake it off. I would do whatever the hell I had to do. But like the time that we had together would be joyful. 
Like you just have to do it. And there are so many ways that you can put yourself into a good mood. You can smile, you can put on music, you can force your body to move, like, but you have to do it. You just, you have to bring joy to that person's life. So that's really where I would focus is don't be a misery guts, as the Brits would say. Like you've got to find joy. You've got to like really for real embody joy, bring that home, bring that to your interactions so that the time that you have with each other is just awesome. So let's say you come home. I'm going on scenario mode right now. So you come home, you're miserable at work, but you come home, you do the music, you smile, bring you on the car, so you walk in the door and you're happy. And I'm like, babe, how was work? Because for me, I want to see you grow. I want to hear about your day. Babe, how's your day? You're going to be like, I don't want to talk about it. Let's do something Yeah, speaking in Greek. (laughs) <laughs> stop wife what are you doing is the translation but, but what would you do because I would literally tell you to stop but I want to hear how do I then see your change because that's one thing that we're talking about right is that you see each yeah. other's growth and change we we would definitely find ways to discuss at times where it doesn't just create stress hopefully I'm doing things that I'm excited about it's like I'm putting myself back in the situation where it's just total misery right. now at least like I'd want to talk about it. Like if I was doing this, like even think about a team meeting yesterday talking about Powerful You. It was like I needed like cathartically to share that with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was such a like thing, man. So. But it's hard though to know what you're okay talking about and what you're not. So for instance, when we'll hang out, I'll sit there and go, okay, like um, we've got time together. Hey, babe, and I'll ask you a question. But before that, that question leaves my mouth, I think, what are the dangers of this uh-huh. question? Because, like, you came back from an entire weekend of speaking at all these different gigs. And I had a lot of questions, and I literally processed them in my mind, going, okay, that can actually lead to pointing out a problem or a flaw in our company. Yeah, this or is going to stress them out. Stress yep. you out. And so then I end up like trying to analyze what's a good question yeah. and what's not. Rightfully so. Um, it becomes but difficult obviously. though. It, be- it becomes a little stressful. It's so funny. And I totally get it. Like that really stresses you out. I do that all the time for you. And it's like, do you know what an ad blocker is? Um, on like YouTube? Yeah, basically. But the ad blockers on the internet, will, it will show you how many ads is blocked oh, or pop-up blockers. Really? And stuff. Yeah, and it'll be like... 7,000 pop-ups blocked, <laughs> right? I need like a little display that shows you how often I'm doing that for you. Like 87 like oh, things pre-considered and I didn't bring them up because they would stress the shit too. out of you. Yeah. I know, but I don't get like wound up at you being like, oh, it's so stressful to like not know what I can and can't ask. I'm like, man, I got it. Like I'm gonna ninja my way through. I'm only gonna ask like cool shit that she's gonna be amped up about. And every now and then one will slip by. So it'll be like 8,642 blocks. <laughs> and fuck, that one like got through. And the, the funny thing is, it'll be like the other day when I woke up like four hours before you or something. And so my first text like, hey, baby, how's it going? And it was on a different time zone. Yeah. And by the time you woke up, I was also like, hey, I really need this. And, da, 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 da. and then you text back and you're like, that was a lot to wake up to. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like you read the first couple, but the last ones are worse. That's actually yeah. really funny. Yeah, it's tough. But I mean, look, we're navigating how we do our relationship when we do work together. But I do remember and remind myself of what it was like before we did. And it was difficult. I mean, it's just you're, you're changing over different mm. um, questions and scenarios. But um, 
I do think it's important though to see each other go through that growth and I guess that's really my takeaway like I would I want I want an answer damn it of like if we weren't working together but I think you seeing each see other's it. growth is important here, how do you you would have to in in our real world if yes. I worked here and you didn't yes. you would have to come to my speaking events it's the only way you would see it mm. like you would have to see me in action yeah that's true I had a whole bunch of questions, but... We got to we, none of yeah. them. And unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap, guys, because I'm flying off. But bless you, you've done two shoots today and you still squeezed in relationship theory. So yeah, buddy. And I did a shoot yesterday. So this is three shoots That's in two true. days, four if you include this. Someone at some point must be hitting me up for an AMA because we don't have one. Oh, I don't so I'm know. not sure what we're doing don't about that. Worry. We'll figure um, it out. But... Definitely check out the one thing that we like. Some people don't even know that we do other pieces of content. So we do do so health crazy. theory. We should have said this at the top. Yes, we should have. But we do health theory. If you're interested in about health, obviously impact theory for the mind, and we've got relationship theory for the heart. Nice. Ah. Look at you coming over that real so time. I'm so I know. We've never done that before. That's fine. Huh, that's interesting. It's a good marketing strategy. The mind, the body, the and heart. heart. And then we have... What could you do, women of impact? AMA, I guess it's just more mind. But yeah, women of impact, people need to get on that. People need to get on that show. Yeah. I am bullish about Thank promoting you, that show. So you're killing it. It's amazing. Guys, you get to be a fly on the wall for women... But women that are thinking at a high level, it's really great. Um, and then women, needless to say, to be a part of this movement, um, I think it's dope. And I've already told you this, but the number of women that came up to me at Powerful You and were like, A, Lisa's amazing, and B, Women of Impact is crushing, was super dope. Thank you. And just as a side note, because it's relationship theory, I think it's very important to always feel like you've got someone on your team. And Word. you are always on my team doesn't mean that you're always in like it, oh not encouraging what's the word like saying yes like you should do it like you're always very well have you thought about this and yeah. have you thought about this so you help me definitely um, navigate but you've always emotionally been supportive of if this is something that makes me happy and I think that's so important just in general like right now guys if let your partner know that you support them like that alone just carries so much weight in knowing that even if Women of Impact failed tomorrow, right, I would feel like I, you had my back. And I did a post the other day about like having your partner's back. And I just think that like the amount of comments I got in that specific one, because people just want to know, it doesn't matter um, it doesn't even have to be your partner, right? It can be a friend. Or like, let me tell you, I got my sister's back. Lily, if you're listening, I've got your back, girl. Like, it's just nice to know that someone's there for you. Mm. Um, so right now, in fact, call to action. Go out, tell someone in your life that you're there for them and that you support them. And I'll push it even farther and say, the real key is to make sure that they feel mm -hmm. that you have their back. Yeah. You can tell them all day. Yeah. But until they feel it, Truth. they really got there. Truth, Billy. Consistency. There it is. All, all right. right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be, be legendary. legendary. Bye.
everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.